This is CT Startup, your source for information on entrepreneurs, investors, and resources in the Connecticut startup ecosystem. From university campuses to industrial labs, from Stanford to Hartford, and from Danbury to Norwich, if it's happening out there in Connecticut, you'll find it in here. Now it's time to enter into a world of innovation, a world of human struggles, heartbreak, and achievement. And most of all, a world of wonder. Welcome to CT Startup. Hello, everyone. Welcome to CT Startup. Uh, I'm Andrea Stahl. I'm here with... Eric Francis from Trifecta. Dave Menard from Eartha Kalina. Chris DeMauro from Sublime Exposure Online. Ah, and today we have Elise Rosenstock. Hello, Elise. Hi. Um, she is the founder and owner of Elise Ryan Jewelry. And some of you who have watched QVC will recognize and remember her, uh, but the rest of us are going to learn all about her great jewelry business here in Connecticut. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so pleased to be here today. So, nice. So tell us a little bit about like, uh, you know, how you got started, how you got into it. I mean, you know, as you can look at me, I don't wear jewelry. So, you know, this is going to be a new one for me. But, he only uh, wears the man bun. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You really want to know how I got started? I was back in Cleveland, Ohio, and um, a friend, my best friend and I said, you know, let's make an investment and buy some stones and try to make some jewelry. We had an idea. So I remember going to my husband back then and saying, you know, I think I'm going to take $300 out of the savings and buy some stones. And he says, well, for what? You're crazy. Next thing I know, we bought some stones and we put together some pieces. We start wearing them and then everyone was buying them. And that's the start of how this all evolved. Nice, nice. And so, so from Cleveland to uh, to Connecticut, right? And then you got to Connecticut? We got to Connecticut over, over 20 years ago. And Connecticut has been the biggest blessing to me and my business. I wasn't quite sure what was going to happen with the business. But, you know, looking back 20 years, and we can talk about that, uh, I'm standing here today. And 20 years later, my business is uh, every day is a new exciting story. Uh, I'm, my stuff is selling on QVC. I have a new line launching at least Ryan of wearables. And um, I, can, I cannot believe where it is and where it's going still. Nice, nice. So, you know, typically we, we interview people who are in the kind of earlier stages. So, you know, five years or less, you know, uh, obviously you're above that, right? So, I are mean, you, are you dating no, me? Here? No, 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 no. I'm, <laughs> saying, I'm, saying, I'm talking about your company, not you. And so, and so I started you're very yeah, young. You're, okay. You're, okay, you know, <laughs> you know, a 20 year old company that, that's going, that's, you know, making money. I mean, that, that's a mature company, right? That That's mm. a. And so, um, you know, how is it different today versus when you started? Like, do you still see it as like a startup? I mean, how many people do you have working with you? Is it, are you the chief designer? I mean, how do- You know, that's a really good question. Um, I never thought I'd be saying 20 years later, I feel like it's a startup, but I feel like it's a startup because every day I'm learning, um, it's a whole new world out there. And um, it was very funny. Yesterday, it was one of my more frustrating days and I typically don't get frustrated, but I was sitting there looking at Instagram and Facebook, and I'm constantly getting, you know, I have, I have great millennial consultants teaching me what to do all the time. We get, a lot of people get frustrated looking at Instagram <laughs> okay, and Facebook. Okay. So. <laughs> and um, the, the, the biggest challenge for me now, um, and I like to have fun every day, but the biggest challenge is um, growing the social media because that's the way of the future. And, you know, from the old school people here, like me that are just out. I like being with people. I mean, my favorite times were, you know, going to shows and talking to people and meeting with people still is. 
but also people would just come by my studio or my home to meet and talk about jewelry and it was the one-to-one you know talking with people hearing about their lives and building relationships now I'm building relationships with people I don't even know on on Instagram you know I got people all over the world that I'm talking to but I've never met them face to face but see their cute pictures so that's my new challenge Social media is great like that. I, I've had people that I've spoken to daily for, you know, a year plus, And then we finally meet and it's just like, buddy, you just go for the biggest hug because it's like you feel like you know someone. Isn't that the strangest? But, but it is. It's like the first, you know, I, I just recently met one of my clients for the first time in person. And I went for the handshake. I'm trying to be all proper. And he went for the hug. And I was just all about, I was like, yes. <laughs> so, but that's kind of, it's, it's interesting, you know, you've kind of been building your business through the rise of social media. And it sounds like it's starting to become a bigger and bigger part of your business. We're we're working on that. And that is our biggest challenge. If we talk about challenges today, that is, um, you know, I, 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 I'm a jewelry designer. I'm out there. Um, I work really hard, but I'm also, you know, I don't consider myself a celebrity and I, you know, it's, it's challenging against all these wonderful celebrities out there that have millions and millions of followers and have to just put up, you know, a thing of nail polish or lipstick and, instantly they're bought. So that is the, uh, that's the challenge that we're, we're trying to figure it all out. And I think a lot of people, it's not only me, it's everybody in startups and new businesses. So that's very true. I, I work with a lot of people when everyone comes in like, I don't know how to do this. It's like, you know, you probably are actually a lot closer to having the right ideas than you realize. That's, that usually tends to be the case. Yeah. So that's what I would say to you too. You know, trust your gut a lot on this people. If you like it, generally someone else is going to like it out there. But, um, you know, I want to, take this back a little bit further, you know, because uh, it wasn't social media when you were really going on when you first moved to Connecticut. So how did people kind of find out about your jewelry? You were saying you weren't sure if it was, you know, if people were going to respond, if, you know, we were going to carry this business from Ohio to Connecticut. Um, how did that happen? You know, I just moved here. We didn't know anybody. And I was wearing my pieces to uh, preschool in West Hartford. And um, people said, I love your jewelry. What do you, you know, where'd you get that? And I said, as a matter of fact, I designed it. And they were very, very welcoming and kind here. And they said, that's so nice. Welcome to the community. We'd love to have house parties for you. You can show your beautiful jewelry. You can meet people. And I was inundated. And I, all of a sudden, I said I was going to take a break. I wasn't going to be doing this. In a hotel, I was creating jewelry because we didn't have our house yet. Um, We were waiting for it to be finished. And we had, you know, so many people had house parties between Avon and West Hartford. And I met all my friends and they've been my biggest fans ever since and um then word of mouth got around to the local jewelry stores here uh one being luxbon and green and one being bill Selig jewelers and met with them and had you know had incredible meetings and we did trunk shows there and sold jewelry there as well so that was kind of the start in the olden days, um, the way we did it, we hit the pavement, met people, shook hands, and uh, yeah, you, you knocked doors, right? We knocked doors. Yeah, I was gonna say, doctor, hello, have you seen my jewelry? <laughs> That's should, true. Should we Very define true. what the word trunk is for the younger oh, podcast listeners? Oh, really? Yes, we should. So, so, so a trunk show, um, and, they, and believe it or not, we still do trunk shows, but now we typically call them pop up shops, <laughs> right? Yep. Pop ups, is that what it is? Yep, yep. Um, yep. So trunk <laughs> trunk shows are uh, what I did most of my life at Bloomingdale Sachs, Lux Bond, and Bill Selig. You take your collection there for a special day on a you know Saturday weekday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, and they advertise that Elise Ryan will be here from you know 12 to 4 today with unique pieces. Come see one of a kinds, and people come and they 
buy your jewelry and it's out of your trunk. It's out of your trunk. <laughs> it's really not your trunk show, but it's your it's your own personal show and your own spotlight. And that's where you develop relationships with the, the stores and and your customers. I, I am curious. Did you actually have a trunk? I did, of course. Yeah, a little gemstone trunk, but yeah, it's that's neat. That, um, but it's a real, it's really cool. But you know, I was on airplanes all over the place every week, going to Saks's and Bloomingdale's and doing trunk shows, <laughs> and that's what we did back back in those days. And they they still happen. And yeah, it's we just us millennials just have to kind of give it our own name. We but there's a pop up shot. It's not a it's not a trunk show. It's no, um it's, I don't know. Uh, listen, you, you, it's just the wrong flavor of millennials. You know, David Yerman still has them. Stephen yeah. Dweck. They're I mean, all, they're, they're known. We call them trunk shows, but we just have to say pop up. We're having right. a pop up today. <laughs> right, right. So there's nothing new under the sun. Exactly. It's all recycled. Instant Messenger was around before millennials were, and then we just changed to call it social media. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, and AOL was doing this thing way back. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's it's all fascinating. It really is. Nice, nice. So, so you went from the trunk shows to QVC, right? So I went from I did Saxon Bloomingdale's, and um, I had some really exciting things that back in those days was fun. Um, I had a chance with my backpack on my back in New York doing my, you know, down the jewelry district and all my friends were out for a spa day in New York and I met them later and we were at the Hudson Hotel and I got to um, sitting in the in the, uh, in the the lounge there and someone said, oh, look over there. Do you watch One Life to Live? There's Cassie DePava from One Life to Live. And back then, that's all we did was watch soap operas. So um, I said, oh, I love her. I love her. So they go, give her a necklace. I go, I don't even have anything. I have just stones, loose stones. And they said, well, take the one off your neck. I go, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm not doing this. So they took it over and gave it to her. So she was so... They just rip it off your neck. <laughs> that, that happens all day, every day. Um, but they gave it to her, and she was so gracious. She came over, and she gave me her number. And, and the next day, she called me, and she said, I was on the set of One Life to Live, and Susan Gammy from um, One Life to Live, the costume design, wants to meet you and buy stuff for the set. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh my this, is, this is my big break in life. Yeah. So I didn't even know how to get to New York in those days. So I remember I said to my husband, can you take a day off work and take me down there? Because I don't know where I'm going. So we went and they bought it. And back in those days, we would turn on One Life to Live and see them all wearing it. But we couldn't, there was, we couldn't take pictures from our iPhone. So we were taking pictures from our what are called cameras and um, <laughs> real cameras and um, with film, with film right? right? We First of all, we're not with... that young, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> I heard of this company called Kodak. Yeah. <laughs> So we did that, and it was really nice. And I got invited to all these soap opera events and soap opera magazines. So it was kind of a fun start to my career. Um, and then we launched a couture, and we're single-handedly one of the most successful brands back in the days of couture. Um, and from Couture, we launched at Saks and Bloomingdale's, um, and that's when Trunk Show craziness started. Um, and from then, uh, something exciting, um, I was introduced by a friend to Katie Kirk when she was on the Today Show. So um, that was like, wow, you know? And so I went to visit her at NBC, and when she loved the jewelry, and we matched up outfits, and she would wear my stuff on the Today Show. So every day we were all trying to say, what's she wearing? What's she wearing? And, um, but again, we had to take pictures. We didn't even think, I think there was no TiVo, right? I don't remember. remember it the wasn't time. even TiVo. Well, <laughs> the, as we like the dark ages. The dark ages. So anyways, it was really fun and I did some events with Katie Couric on uh, when the, I did uh, a lot of the gift bags for when the Queen Mary came over and she was involved in um, the and and see National Colorectal Cancer Association right. and right. Uh, I hope I said that right but um so she uh, was wonderful 
and she always you know wore the jewelry so did that and that was very kind and helpful but can you imagine today if i had all that on social media right right so i mean all of us probably have that story so you know when i when i think about you know what my career has been um you know, I got involved here in Avon, Connecticut, and uh, there was a, a beautiful girl named Laura Santiago, and um, in, she was in high school, and she um, unfortunately was, um, you know, she, she was suffering from cancer. So a friend of mine said to me, would you be willing to make a necklace and, you know, help with medical expenses? And I said, well, I've never done this before, but let me give it a shot. And we designed a necklace purple and per- purple crystal and pearl and we sold it one day we had an event at health tracks and she came with me and we sold it and tons of people showed up and bought the necklace and we're walking around town and you go into stop and shop here and see people wearing the necklace but people wanted to be supportive and i learned how wonderful people are and in this community and every community but um we were able to you know raise a nice amount to you know whatever was needed at that time but that day was um really life-changing for me because i looked um i said hey you know you you have a little bit of talent elise and maybe you can take it and change some people's lives here um and then a couple years later i was approached by another friend to create a necklace for a family that it was from windsor connecticut the scott family and many of you know this incredible little girl named Alexandra Scott. She was the founder of the um, lemonade stands, the Alex's lemonade stands. And she, um, from Windsor, they moved to uh, Philadelphia, to Pennsylvania. And she started lemonade stands all on her own to hopefully find a cure for cancer. She didn't want other children to suffer. And celebrities and people all around kind of took to her cause. Um, I was asked if I would be willing to do this necklace with her so I went and visited her and we created the pink and yellow lemonade necklace Um, a lot of pressure because she was a determined young little girl and she wanted to find a cure for cancer so she said please let's make this the biggest necklace which brings me to the next phase here so um, I was lucky because uh, at that time I was speaking with QVC and they liked the Elise Ryan line so I brought the Elise Ryan line in and we were by the end of the meeting we were all ready to go for a launch in a couple months and in my pocket I had this beautiful little hidden secret called the pink and yellow lemonade necklace and I pulled it out and I said I need to talk to you guys so I pulled this necklace out and it shimmered it was beautiful it's sterling silver pink and yellow and I said I don't know if you're familiar with this but it's right in your backyard here in Pennsylvania they're from Connecticut and um, the minute I brought that out their faces lit up they knew right away so I went uh, they said that's fabulous how fast can we make these I said well we we were doing some fundraising right here in Connecticut in our backyard we I had volunteers helping me it was going crazy Um, but we're talking you know we needed thousands now so we were able to get manufacturing of thousands because we couldn't do them right here in in Elise Rosenstock compound we call it (laughs) so um, so we went on QVC and um, I sold the Elise Ryan line, which was fabulous, and then we took this necklace, and I think I got maybe four or five minutes of airtime. Before I can even finish the airtime, sold out, 1,000 necklaces. Next, how fast can you have the next 1,000? I, I can't remember all the dates, but it was like, I felt like I was going there every week. We were selling 2,000, 3,000, 2,000, 4,000, 5,000. It was crazy, um, but 
want to talk about life changing. It was very hard for me on QVC at that point because most people on QVC say, no, look at my bracelet, look at my cosmetics, look at my beautiful things, beautiful, fun stories. I was on QVC and I didn't really understand how this was going to go. I'm selling a necklace that is beautiful, but it's a bittersweet. Let me tear out your heart right now on TV. You know what I mean? Like that's, I I can imagine that was. Right. So, you know, the Laura Santiago situation was life changing, but this really was life changing because it confirmed what I saw for the future. I would get up there and talk about this pink and yellow necklace. And the next thing I know, somebody would be calling on the phone live and everybody had a story. And what I wasn't prepared for was all the stories because here I am trying to raise money for this cause and show this beautiful necklace, but then human beings are calling and people are, you know, someone had lost a grandchild, someone had lost a child, and here's me on the air just sobbing and and talking to people. And I realized at that moment that jewelry is jewelry, but this is jewelry that really truly is making a difference in, in uniting people. But it's telling a story. There was thousands of lemonade necklaces around Farmington Valley here. Everybody had them on. No matter where you went, people would say, I love your necklace. Or there, she has the necklace on, she has the bracelet. But what it did is it raised awareness. And people were talking. And people say, where'd you get your necklace? And they'd say, let me tell you the story. So that was life-changing for me because I knew from that moment on that I was going to stay involved with charity and make jewelry that would raise awareness and get people to talk and open up. And we sold, you know, 100 thousand necklaces 20,000 bracelets earrings I don't know it's a crazy amount but the beautiful part is um, we raised over a million dollars for pediatric cancer research and it was not only myself it was manufacturers the foundation QVC I mean everybody so it just goes to show you the power it's amazing that that is that is that is a crazy story I mean we you know we have a lot of startups on you know having a more mature business come along and you know kind of shows you just where this journey can take you. You don't know where your business, where your journey, where your life is going to go with something like this. And it, 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 it's pretty inspiring to hear just like, again, like how this all just came about. It wasn't necessarily something you set out to do, but then when you had the opportunity to do something really good for your fellow human being, that's, that's, that's awesome. That's, I don't I wish I had a better word for it, but that's, that's what that's it is. About, that's about what it is. Just kind of, it, it's just the feeling you get inside. I mean, you, you, anybody can say when you know that you're, you know, wearing a wristband or you're, you know, buying something that gives back, it just makes you feel good. So imagine when you're wearing something all day and people are looking down at it and you're like this, you feel that you're part of something and you are making a difference, truthfully. No, that, that is great. And, and like uh, Chris said, the evolution of your business and that, that's an, uh, uh, a thing where, you know, again, a lot of companies have to just figure out how do I get revenue now? But later on, you get to say, you know, where do I want my company to be, right? And what, how can I leverage my company to do the best good? So, and, it, and so is your, is your thinking is that you would do this for other charities? People reach out to you? Is that, is, is that going to be like a new kind of segment of your business? Right, that's a good question. Um, ever since then, I've been working with charities. Um, I worked with uh, so many. I mean, I, it, it's endless, but uh, uh, JDRF, which is juvenile diabetes. Um, but uh, I work with... Susan G. Komen, Manette's Angels, um, Alyssa's Angel Fund right now. But what's something that took place a few years ago, maybe some of you saw, um, a friend of mine was the, the director of Easter Seals here in Connecticut, Easter Seals Capital Region, 
and she just started this position and she said you need to come here and you need to see what's going on this is you know right here in our backyard i've been here 20 years i don't know this is happening she i go to i go to the facility in easter seals in east hartford and um you know i don't know anything about easter seals i don't know if you do i mean i really truly years ago i used to think it was like a, a postage stamp and we used to get those cards in the mail so what I learned is they're all different. Every Easter Seals is different. But what we have here in Connecticut is unbelievable. We have a facility that um, is a school-to-life, work-to-life, everything facility for young adults who are severely disabled. So, you know, the ages are probably 18 and up. And I walk in this place, and they have um, businesses. You know, they, they, they have a paper shredding business. They have an electronic business. And these kids that really didn't have a chance after high school, they, have a, they had a job, they had friends, their parents had somewhere productive for them to be every day. And I walked in, I walked out of there, and I was in awe because I didn't realize this was here. And I'm so blessed. I, you know, I said to myself, my gosh, every day I have two beautiful daughters. Thank God our life, I'm knocking on wood, everyone, is going well. But, um, you know, can you imagine what it is to have a young adult who is, you know, at your home every day and have no purpose and this is what Easter Seals did so I left I was crying I called my, my poor husband Jerry um, I called him in the car I said you know I think we have something here I think we could do something really unique let's work with Easter Seals and do a manufacturing facility here so they can learn a trade and mm -hmm. so a few years back we started a manufacturing room at Easter Seals but we made a program it was called Easter Seals Gives Back and what it was um, is we partnered with um, Fidelco, United Way, Voya Financial, Jewish Federation, Friendship Circle, and many more people. And what all these companies and all these places give giveaways, water bottles, and all these different things all the time. But what we decided is why not create a piece of jewelry for them that they can put on. They can you know, sell they and actually could, just make money. Right? Well, we what they did is um, it's a it was a triangle effect. It was very beautiful. Let's talk about, let's say, um, United Way, the Power of the Purse event we did. They, um, we created a beautiful cuff bracelet with the charm, the Power of the Purse. We sold it there, and United Way got 10, Easter Seals people gave $10 back from every $35 bracelet, and they, that, therefore we created jobs for the Easter Seals people, and then United Way gave that $10 back to the, what they were supporting at the time. So it was a really, it's incredibly beautiful story, and we did it with all these different foundations. Um, and, and we are still exploring other opportunities with veterans and so forth, but it went on, and we sold thousands of pieces of jewelry doing that, but we created thousands and thousands of pieces, and they learned a, a trade. Mm -hmm. And it was so fun to be there and watch them evolve and become jewelry designers with me. Mm -hmm. And they learned how to package, they learned how to manufacture, they learned how to QA uh, a product. So that was that was very rewarding. So that went on. That's my that was the next journey. Now we're evolved into Elise Ryan a wearables. That's my new program because of all this. I said I got to put it under one blanket. <laughs> it's a lot going on. So wearables we're launching nationally now, and we're partnering with specific foundations, um, and we're going to be doing jewelry for causes. So, so basically, the same model in other in other towns and everything like that. Um, we. The same same model. We're, we, you know, right now a lot of them are working with my wrist rocks. These are my new yep. line wrist rocks. They're called. Um, they've really taken off. So we were working with different foundations on their own wrist rock and their own 
color, their own beads and everything. And, uh, you know, basically the same kind of thing. They're getting $10 back on every wrist rock to the foundation. So where do people um, buy your jewelry today? QVC. Still and QVC. And yeah. com. <clears throat> and... And you got to go on social media, <laughs> Instagram and yeah, Facebook. Yeah, no. That Instagram. Yeah. So yeah, it, it you know that's a, that's a full time job in itself. Those two entities. So, so let me, let me ask you this. Um, you know we're we're running low on time here, but any words of wisdom, any kind of you know for starting entrepreneurs, because you know now you've you've been on this journey now for you know a couple of decades, mm-hmm. and a lot of people who are just starting out, they might be thinking to themselves, I I can't even imagine being able to do that, being able to give back like that, being at that point in my journey. Um, what was what was kind of, you know, we always hear, you, know, you got to be tenacious, got to be determined and stuff. Um, you know, to that effect, like what, what would you recommend to people that, you know, again, are just at the beginnings of their journey? You know, that very good question because, yes, you do have to be determined. But, you know, I really, I, my advice is, and, um, is to take a step back and really get to know people. I know, I, I know that sounds strange, but I, I, I do believe in that. I do believe that it makes you who you are and it evolves what you're going to do in your life. Um, you have to be very determined, that word, but you have to work hard. And that, you know, I, I, I remember being up till three, four in the morning making jewelry. You know, it was, you have to, you have to, you know, when you can't take a vacation, you can't take a vacation. When you um, you can't go out on a certain night, you can't go out because you have to get something done. But um, I really believe that you need to be face-to-face with people still today and get to know them and 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 understand your, your customer. And it can't all be on social media, even though that's the platform. But you really have to understand who, you're, who your customer is and what you're doing. I mean... That. So more than Instagram posts is what you think. Well, <laughs> I, I, I'm no. kind of contradicting myself here because, yeah, I need lots of followers here, but I'm contradicting myself. But I really believe that the heart of my business here in Connecticut, I am who I am because of the people here. And I, I, I think I, that I agree 100% with that. Hearing your story and stuff, the, the people made it. You know what I mean? You you had the idea, but you were able to... You, became entrenched in the community you became a part of the community and you know us new englanders we can get a hard people give us a hard time they say we're cold we're not cold it's just cold okay (laughs) you're sweet you're sweet but no it's just it's you know i don't know what's going to happen in the next 20 years who knows what's going to be but you know even with my two daughters today um and, and and they're 25 and 23 years old and they're professionals and everything but the one thing i always taught them and i still do it today i said please Go up to people. Please look them in the eye. Please shake their hand. Please ask them how they are. Please, when something's going on in their life, please look at them and care and, and show concern and, and not just be on your phones and your computers. That's that's who I am, and I've tr- I don't know if, I don't know if it's the, the best advice, but I know it's life changing to people to be able to embrace other people and 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 share words of wisdom face to face. I I think that's phenomenal advice, yeah, yeah. and I think that's a great way to to end this. So. Be human, right? <laughs> connect, connect on a human level. Oh, thank you. Well, thank very you nice. Well, Elise, thank you very much. Thank you. It was wonderful being here. Thank you for listening to CT Startup. More Connecticut startup news, information, and events can be found at ctstartup.com. The weekly episodes of this podcast can be downloaded from iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and ctstartup.com. 
finally, we would like to thank both Sublime Exposure Online and Mirtha Kalina for providing resources and space to CT Startup, which make this show possible. See you next week.